In the lead up to Anzac Day, we're talking to many former Australian soldiers, and in this podcast, we speak to Tom Lofthouse, who in World War II was in the Air Force. Well, actually, I joined the Army at 17. Isn't that naughty? Well, that's what my dad thought, too. When he... <laughs> <laughs> he, he was a Gallipoli veteran, and he said he wasn't going to have any, any of his boys going to face that again. But no, uh, yeah, I had to have my age up. I had to give a false age. Is that quite normal? Yes. Oh, look, I tell you what, it's shocking. When you go to Gallipoli and you look through the big war cemeteries there, it's not uncommon to find there somebody killed in action age 15 or 16. So yeah. you said your dad was a Gallipoli veteran. Mm-hmm. Did he talk about Gallipoli a lot with you? No. Well, he did tell us they were the West Australian Battalion, were the first ashore. They went ashore the first wave. They got ashore fairly easily because they took the Turks by surprise, or the Ottomans, they were always called the Ottoman. They took them by surprise. So the battalion, my dad, they actually climbed up the cliffs, up, right up to the top of the range, and they could see the uh, Dardanelles ahead of them. They stopped at the top thought, well, the next day it's just a matter of going down, taking possession of the beach, and then cutting the Ottoman Empire off, uh, army off altogether. But, he said, that night they were ordered to withdraw because there was no reinforcements. The second, the, the, the next wave of Australians that landed were just chopped to pieces by the Turks who were all... They'd got their men in position with machine guns and there was no nobody to back up the first lot, so they withdrew and never got that far again. I uh, took part in the Normandy landing. Well, we went in and bombed the uh, coastal guns and they, as soon as they reckoned we'd knock them all out, the British battleships moved in. That's why we got it so easy. The Air Force got it easy on D-Day. When you're in the plane and... Uh, those things are happening like obviously at the time you were just doing your, your job and what you'd been trained to do but did you sort of have a feeling that you know you knew what was happening would be sort of a part of history like looking that we'd still be looking back at it now or it just seemed like another day at work just another day we count every day in fact you make the most like I do today make the most of every day and just in case it's your last but no you don't think of being history all you think of your own skin yeah Saving your own hide. You said you left from Brisbane and you were gone for about three or so years. Yes. Did you know at the time that you were going for three years or you just don't know, they just say off you go? Well, everybody was... They were all saying, oh, the war will be over by Christmas, won't they? Even when they started, the the first year, before there was much... Before the um, Germans invaded France and that, they kept saying, then, yeah, the war will be over by Christmas. I didn't know which Christmas was the problem. Lots of people remember, obviously, really bad events from the war, obviously, loss and death, but do you have any, like, good memories or... It sounds like there was camaraderie, like you felt like part of the team and part of something great. that picture that I've just got in there, there's seven of us in the crew. We all flew together. Well, we're all like brothers. They were all... Well, six of us survived. Six out of seven survived the war. The rest of all... Died of old age, so I'm the only one left. And, they, well, actually, they've just found a picture of our 
crew in the front of the aircraft we were flying there. Can I guess which one is Yuri? Oh, that one. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah! <laughs> you see the, um, the bird there? Yeah. We had it. Well, we added our own insignia on there and the writing underneath. It's what looks like excreta thermo. Is that what it is? Well, you know what that Does that means mean, in Latin? I'm going to say oh, drop shit or something. Excreta. <laughs> How would you translate it? Shit hot. Shit hot. <laughs> Who came well, up with that? Nobody objected to that, so we left it there. <laughs> That's brilliant. Was that you boys? That's right, yeah, that's our plane. So that's your yeah, name, you came up with that? Well, I don't know, between us somewhere. Did you see them Just again a... after the war? Yes. You these said were... one of these blokes didn't make it through. Who was that? This chap here, Golden, did his second tour of operations with the Pathfinder Force, finished, and uh, one of the crews that were going out didn't have a bit up a gunner, so... He said, oh, yeah, right, I'll do another trip. Well, he didn't have to, and he got shot through the head that night. Oh, my gosh. He didn't have to do that final trip, but, well, people did that. To the Americans, the war was a long way away. So they sent us on a sort of a goodwill tour through America, put us on the train, quite a big batch of Australians, and every major city we came to, we'd get out and march through the city. I was... Um, Put on a gophers, gophers gun on a troop ship in New York, so we took the troop ship across to uh, Glasgow because we went away around the north to get away. So the submarines got into our convoy, sunk the ship just behind us. And that was a bit sad because we said, who's going to back to pick them up? Oh, they said, we can't risk the whole convoy. I'm going to pick up one ship. They just left them. So somewhere between... America and Well, somewhere Scotland. up near Iceland, I think, Atlantic. Full of Americans or Australians? I don't know. They were just another ship. All I know, when the submarine got in and sunk the ship behind us, we were on standby waiting to have a shot at the submarine that was nearby, and then they dropped a depth charge. We thought we'd been blown off the ship when they dropped a depth charge. And we thought of those poor buggers in that submarine. Is that like a big... Oh, it's a big bomb. It explodes under the sea. A ship almost jumps out of the water that we were on. But the submarine, they said, it just cracks open. Wow. I don't think there's anything they can do about that.